Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Morning, kids. It's a Pac-Man day with my crispy corn cereal coming your way. It's with marshmallows. Delicious. I'm Inky. I'm Blinky. I'm Pinky. I'm Clyde. We're the marshmallows. You'll find inside of Pac-Man. There goes a cat pup. Oh. And Inky, too. He's Marshmallow. You can chop him, too. It's Part of this nutritious breakfast. It's with marshmallows. Delicious. Marshmallows. <laughs> Delicious. Welcome, everybody, to Play Retro. Yeah, retro games on display right here, right now. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I preferred Puckman until all you chuckleheads ruined it. Oh, can't have nothing. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I think this Buckner and Garcia guy may have a serious video game addiction. And there is only one cure. More Paku Paku. Ooh, Paku Paku. All right. And I think I'm saying it wrong. I think it's Pack Pack. Is it Pack Pack or Paku Paku? I don't think you pronounce the U. I don't know. Actually, I haven't heard this in so long. I don't remember. It's been a long, long time. But Pac-Man, uh, Pac-Man is the, is the deal today. That's the, the topic. Okay, and we've hinted about this one for a while. It's nicely coincided with the release of Pac-Man Museum 2 Plus or whatever the hell it's called. What's it called? <laughs> I think it's, it's called Plus, right? Pac-Man Museum Plus. Plus. I don't think there's a two. All right, you're right. I think, yeah, they were plusing it. They should say plus or minus because it doesn't have Miss Pac-Man mm-hmm. once again, which we'll, we'll get into why. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's complicated. But we're really looking at the history from Pac-Man forward. There's a ton of games. Turns out there's way more Pac-Man games than even you at home probably know about. There were a few that I hadn't heard about, and I thought I knew yeah. everything about Pac-Man. Turns out. I thought I, I knew all 42 years worth of Pac-Man. I was absolutely incorrect. Yeah, you would be, you would be correct about that incorrect. All right. Hey, mm-hmm. check this out real quick before we get started. Um, I found something interesting, and I meant to have one handy, and I forgot to pull it over here. Uh, all my old Wii hardware... Any, okay. Anything, because you know how everything on the Wii was, unless you got the black one or a different color one. Or red, I think they had a red one. The white yeah, one was the, the common one, thing. right? Everybody had the white one. Right. That's what you got. Everybody has white. If you went, if you went and got a Wii, it was thematically white, yeah. which is interesting because it kind of coincides with Pac-Man, all the original Pac-Man machines in Japan, white. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm used to yellow. That's what I'm used to. Yeah, I'm used to the yellow and the blues. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so you so you got some uh, you got some white Wii's. Okay, so say. I got the white Wii, and I got a bunch of accessories, including controllers and a pro controller uh, dongle thing, and then of course the regular controllers, and then the what what they call the thumb 
the analog thumb add-on. The nunchuck. Yeah, but it was called... Was that all the it was called? The nunchuck. It was called something else, wasn't it? No, it was called the nunchuck. Did they call it that? What did Nintendo call it? Because I know we called it that. Did they have a name? The, the nunchuck. Oh, the, what they call it, what they, what they call it uh, is actually, oddly enough, I've learned too much, uh, it's actually the C-stick. Oh, the C-stick. Yeah, is it like on the N64 when we started getting those C buttons? Yeah. It is actually called the C stick. When Great. you look it up in the instruction manual, that's what it usually says. Great. Really, I'm thrilled to hear that Nintendo carried the C thing, that dumb C thing forward and tried to push it down our yes. throats once more before they would stop <laughs> doing it altogether. Anyway, um, all of anything that's rubberized on those controllers, so this is all like 2006 mm. hardware, uh, going yellow, all of it, not from use. Some of it just sitting there hadn't been used at all. Are, so check your. Are you shape. talking about the, uh, the 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 little rubber protector things, like those little clear rubber protectors? You no, no, about no. That like actual, like the actual sticks are rubber. They have yeah. a rubber coating oh, on the yeah. outside. Yeah. The uh, the pro controller, both sides are you know have two rubber dual sticks, and then you have. I want to say some of the buttons are rubber, but anyway, anything that's rubber on any part of that device and or connected to that device, all of it turn in yellow for me. Look at, look at mine. All right, what do you got? Look at mine. Look how look how pretty mine is. Well, yours isn't too bad. Yeah, look see my like D-pads all yellow. Is it just yeah, is it the way that. we used them? Do I have pee-pee hands? Um, like what's going on? I here? think if maybe if you ate with 100% less Cheetos while you were playing with your Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also think it has to do with sun sunlight and that kind of This is pretty common with older plastic things. Uh we see this a lot the yellowing in the NES, uh the original NES console and stuff. You'll, oh, yeah, you'll see it lots of times. Really yellow, uh yeah. you can you can of course fight that by uh, giving it uh what is it like ultraviolet peroxide bath? Oh, is that a and thing? Will, I didn't know it, that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, you you can you can put it in like a little tub and I think it's a mixture of of I'm not sure how much water or maybe just all peroxide. Uh, and then you sit down in the sun or you put it under UV lights and it will, I uh, think it's, what's is it called? Uh, uh, retro brighting? What's it called? It's uh, something like that. Mm. It's brighting it. it. It makes it not so yellow. Well, Kevin, AKA KT data in the chat room who lives here in the state of Utah that I do, uh, we get really bad air a bunch of times a year because uh, uh, it gets trapped right. in the Valley and then it kind of stays there and then everyone still drives their cars and makes it worse. So it's possible that maybe just some of our garbage air is doing it. I don't know. Yeah, it probably is, which is super scary. Just imagine what your lungs look like. Oh, I like retro blight as a term for the breakdown of these things. <laughs> retro blight. Yeah, yeah. that's like, a cool term for yeah, it. Get like, the stupid retro blights. Yeah, but look, yeah, you what just happened use some to your, retro bright. What happened to your PS1 discs? Ah, bad case of retro blight. Oh, oh such a bad case. That's the good thing about the PS2 it is, is it doesn't yellow. But the, the gray one yellows some. The yeah. uh, the original PlayStation, it, it will yellow. And I know if you sit around smoking all day, these things happen to things, but I don't smoke. No one in this house does. So... As far as you know, as far as maybe my smokers. maybe my wife and kids have all been chain smoking for years and hiding it from me really I would well. Love it if that was the case. That'd be a, like that'd this guy's be too a, stupid to catch it. That would be amazing. What would be great is the way I find out they've been doing it is the yellowing of my controllers. That's the funny part. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Anyway, Brian, what have you been up to? I know you got another damn uh, screen. What's this about? Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. So we got this JVC uh, D-Series back here, which is a new screen. I don't think we've seen it from last time. But in addition, I posted some pics in the in our notes. I picked up what is called an RCA Color Track 2000. Uh, that's my dad taking the picture. I was going to ask. That didn't hi, look like you at all. That's your dad. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's my dad. So hi, dad. Hello, dad. Uh, but yeah, so this is from 1988 or 89. 
Uh, it, what was amazing about this TV is not necessarily the look of it. It's like, okay, it's, it's a CRT. It's the hookups. This thing had every freaking hookup you could imagine. This is the high-end version of the RCA. Not really what you think of when you think of cool retro monitors. Uh, but look at this thing. It's got everything. It's got S-Video. It's got coaxial. It's got the UHF so you can plug in the little, you know, I can plug in my old Intellivision and different things. Uh, I can, uh, it's also got, uh, it's got speakers out so you can plug actual speakers into it and you can flip the little external or internal speakers. It's got uh, vertical control, color controls, all available where you don't have to open up the board. You just go back there and you can mess around. And that's not that you can do that manually. And also, what you're pointing right now, I think it's called an EIS port. Okay, that's not uh, the, or a multi port. That's not a SCART or whatever those European it things. It is the same form factor as a SCART, Ooh. and that's why I was so excited about this. I was like, "What? American <laughs> TVs didn't have SCARTs. It was intended to eventually support uh, a, a, an American standard of SCART, and they never really implemented it uh, on the board." Or anything else. What you look at right now is the friggin' big black controller. That thing's that a comes beast. With this thing. My gosh. It looks like <laughs> it's, it's a, a, okay for listeners who can't it's see a this. Control deck. Yeah, it's like a full sized, almost like the size of, a, of an audio mixer, ironically. We've been talking about that. Yeah. Pre show. Yeah. It looks like an iPad, about, about the size of an iPad wow. with like remote buttons on it. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Lots of space it's between got- your plays and your fast forwards and your rewinds because all this would tie into your VCR, I guess, right? Right. It says it's like eighty eight, eighty nine. It all ties into your 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 tape, your phono, your AMFM, your auxiliary. So it's a universal remote very early on. Uh, and you know, they were just throwing every feature they could possibly imagine at this TV. And I just found it fascinating. I don't know how the picture's gonna look, but I've heard that it's got pretty good picture and really, really fine control. And that's usually the problem you run into when you're trying to retro game. Mm. You'll pick a TV up that has no service manual uh or any type of service controls. And so whatever the TV has is what it has. In this case, there's a lot of controls, including on-screen menus that we can change uh, settings for. And we should be able to get a good picture just about anything from the 8-bit and 16-bit era. Mm. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty stoked about that stupid thing. Yeah, you should be. So your dad's got it right now. What, you can <laughs> hang on to that till you get over there and pick it up or whatever? Right. Uh, the, the, the guy that had the TV was only like five minutes away from my, my dad lives. And he lives about an hour away from me. So mm. he, he picked it up for me. And I'm going to meet him tomorrow. And we're going to go... Uh, and I and and I didn't realize I I I thought it was like a 19 inch. It's like 26 inches, and it was a lot heavier than oh, I thought. Yeah, my dude. dad, you know, not super young, and I then I felt bad. Yeah, did he blow anything <laughs> out? Did he lose a lose a disc or anything while he moved it? Or no, luckily the guy who who was selling me the TV was only like 10 years older than my dad, who is 70. And mm-hmm. so this 70 year old and 80 year old in the hot spot parking lot, this gas station. Yeah. Carried this thing just like 70 pounds from one vehicle to the other. And I just feel in- infinitely bad uh, once I fi- once I found that out. But uh, hey. Whatever. It was it's yeah, all retro the, gaming, baby. Yeah, retro gaming had, takes no prisoners. It's ready to rock all the time. Uh, real quick, I just noticed this this remote has a lot of yellowing also. But that thing has better it, it excuse. Does. It's been around a lot longer yeah, than the that, remote. Right. And some of it, you know, that some of it's printed yellow, but yeah, the other the buttons and stuff are yellow. But that that has a lot of contact. You know, a lot of human oil and grease uh <laughs> touches that. Maybe that's maybe Gross. that's a huge factor, probably, I would assume. I dare you to um, lick it, film it, lick it and film it. 
Do it. Oh, no, man. Everything I get like this, I do like put through a rigorous cleaning mm. exercise. Yeah. I'm like, okay, before I touch this, I am cleaning the boop out of it, even yeah. though probably everything that was germ is probably long dead. Yeah, that's a real long point. dead. But I just well, want to mention one more thing before we get started into the Pac-Man. Yeah, Eric, ahead. easy good night. Stop by the stream on Saturday. He wrote an article on Retro RGB, and I have been kind of keeping my eyes out because I was looking for the firmware upgrade for my Retron 5 gaming console. We've talked about it here on the show before. It allows you to plug in real carts into a console of uh, five different types, uh, like the NES, SNES, Famicom, Genesis, Game Boy, uh, and you can then play those games, those real carts, right there on the console. Plug in real controllers if you want to, and it's pretty awesome. But what I wanted to do also, I knew that you could rip the ROMs because that's what it does. It takes those, it takes the ROMs from the, it dumps it into memory, and then you can you can play it on the console. Yeah, but it's encrypted. It's encrypted. Yeah, but it's there's a, a firmware record. update, mm-hmm. right? There's a firmware update that allows me to grab the ROMs so I can have my own ROMs. It makes me feel good. I mean, I could probably download them somewhere, most of them, but it makes me feel good. Yeah, anyway, you got your own Eric stopped by, and I want to give a huge thanks to him because he just stopped by. He walked me through the entire retro RGB uh, article, and it was amazing. We went, we kind of knew there was a possibility we could brick it. We bricked it, mm. then we recovered it, mm. and then we finished the firmware, and I was able to rip some ROMs. It didn't work like I thought it would because I thought you'd write it straight to an SD card. That didn't work. Oh, um, I had to actually connect it through the. Uh, do you ever use ADB, the Android developer thing, where you can log oh. into Android devices? Yeah, I did that not. with um, my watch. My, my Ambernick has a thing where I can do stuff right. on there with that. Yeah, a little bit. There you go. Well, I did that, and I was able to grab. There was a script. I was able to grab the ROMs up there. So, if you're interested in any of that kind of information, if any of that stuff tickles your fancy. Let me know. Play retro show at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at the Brian Dunaway and we'll we'll you know we'll talk a little further and yeah you'll hook up. Some, yeah. Yeah, I'll hook you up. You'll share we'll, 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 I'll you'll share, share some nudes. Data. Share some nudes over DMs. Not That's, ROMs, but oh. I will share data. Okay, you will share information. Nudes. nudes. More nudes. Information. Okay, nudes. <laughs> um all right, so there's that. And uh we got a show to do. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get into it right freaking now with this introduction. By Lily Tomlin. Hi, I'm Lily Tomlin. I'm a Pac-Man freak. (laughs) Shall we play a game? As you can tell, Pac-Man, part of our uh, popular culture for a very long time now. Yeah. And uh, why not have Lily Tomlin do that? Especially the early 80s. From 81 to 83, you couldn't move in America without running a Pac-Man. Yeah. Or or Japan, uh, probably. Yeah, Japan too. I don't Europe know too. how did it do in well, Europe. Was Europe a big deal for the Pac Man? I don't even know. Never, I, I haven't. Yeah, I, th- I think so because a lots of times, like there's at least like uh, I think it was what was it, um, Pac Man and Chomp Chomp. Uh, the market's a little smaller, but they released uh, Pac and Pal only in the European, the Japanese and European market. So oh, I'm assuming true. it was huge. Yeah, that's true. And I forgot about the Chomp Pac Man and Chomp Chomp, which is yeah from. From the cartoon, if yeah, you remember the cartoon. but I'm really glad that yeah. game didn't come out here. I'm fine with I'm it. I'm not. I wish I could. I. It's fine. It didn't. Because I played a little bit <laughs> of it. It's not great. It. It's okay. It's not great. Yeah. Whatever. There's a bunch of there's okay. a bunch of games in the Pac-Man lineage that are great. There's some that are okay, and there are some that are kind of bad. We're going to talk about many of them, um, and we're going to get started with just a reminder of how things sounded back then. All right? So when you put your quarters in a Pac-Man, 
machine in 1981, 80, I guess, not 81. Why do I keep saying Yeah, 1980, right, 1980. You plunk a quarter in there in 1980 and you hear this. Morning, That's the wrong one. That's that commercial again. Here it is. I love that. I mean, it is some of the most iconic sounding sounds you're ever going to hear in gaming. Um, everyone yeah. knows the sound. If you played this anywhere, who, would, you had who, to play who wouldn't know what that is? I mean, even kids yeah. today will know what this is. They'll hear that and yeah. go, oh, it's Pac-Man. Of course it, of course it is, because they all know. They've, they've, they've been around. Even if you were, I don't know, born in my son, 2000, born in 2000, he'd know that in a heartbeat. Not just because his dad's yeah. a nerd, but because he played a bunch of Pac-Man when he was younger. Pac-Man is big, and it kind of, I don't know, what's the word? A transcends generation. I would, I would generations. describe it as inescapable. Yeah, how do you get away from it? You can't. It's just there. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What's that over there? Pac-Man. Ah! It's Pac-Man. <laughs> Try to avoid it. You freaking can't. Uh, you can't. People love this game. Been around for a long time. That very first game was uh, not called Pac-Man, though. It was no, called. not when it hit the... No, well, eventually. But yeah, when it when it tried to hit the shores, it was not called let me tell you why this is an important story for me. So, okay. it was originally called Puck Man. All right, because he was he was shaped like a puck. Yes, he looked like a puck. Sure, and uh, yeah. there was no pack. But here's the deal, uh, especially in the small cocktail version of the game, but also in the stand up. But the cocktail version was was in particular a target for this this thing I'm about to describe. The cocktail version, that's the kind where you stand over top of it, right? It's like a table. It's like a coffee table, right? Uh, well, you still, you sit at it. You, you like okay. have a chair and you you know, you know you sit. You've seen cocktail machines, right? I know, but not everybody has. <laughs> All right. Everybody at home has never seen a cocktail machine. Imagine an arcade machine that you sit at, like a little table. Yeah. You and, look uh, down. Yeah. You look down. It's like a table. It's like a coffee table with a with a monitor in it. Yes. You just don't stand. You sit. And uh, you play that game, and it's great. It's a great way to play video games. And this is the kind I had in my house. So my dad had arcades. We had a, pa- a few, a couple of pac- Pac-Men. Pac-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-Man. One was uh, originally a Puck-Man uh, machine. <laughs> and it was in an arcade, spent some time in an arcade, and this is what happened. And this, was, this isn't going to surprise some. Probably some already know where the story is going. But kids would go into the arcade... And it was spelled P-U-C-K dash M-A-N. Yeah. They would go into the arcades, and when the arcade dude or whoever wasn't watching, they would scratch off, because this was like paint on glass at the time. They changed. It's all underside now, or it was when they fixed it. But they scratched off. And you could even just do a little piece of black, like electrical tape or something if you wanted to. But you'd scratch off the part of the P, the bulbous part of the P where the P meets. You scratch Mm. that off, so you make an F. And now suddenly the game is F-Man. And there's nothing you can first do time, about it. <laughs> the first time most of those kids had ever uh, turned turns a letter into an F instead of uh, into a, a B or something. Exactly. So great, now, great, so, cool someone kid, in the yeah. chat says this, is, this was mentioned in the Scott Pilgrim movie. It was. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but I got to witness this firsthand. And our, uh, one of our old machines was literally an F-Man uh, <laughs> machine. <laughs> And uh, did yeah. you did y'all fix it or did you like uh, how, how, how'd you deal with that? Um, what, what would you do? It's like, I oh, think, no, bummer. I think that's why that one ended up in the basement and it never went anywhere else. I don't think we ever actually. <laughs> had, had it welcome. Co- welcome to my co- my basement collection. Yeah, this, this is my is basement a, collection. A variety of effed uh, up stuff. My effed up games. Um, the other one, though, Pac-Man, people still tried to mess with it and change what it said. So they would still try to make yeah. it an F and they would it's, take it's the a, a lot and harder with it. You yeah. Know. 
So. It's, it's a lot harder to convert PAC to something bad, right? I agree. I agree. So yeah. it kind of it kind of did nip that problem in the bud, but it's probably good. I suppose Puckman could have, you know, had, had we not been a bunch of skeezy teenagers and everybody would have left it alone, that probably could have become the name we'd all think of as, oh, of course, Puckman. Everyone loves Puckman. But I'm glad, I'm glad they glad changed the pack. Yeah, pack's better. I, I'm glad not for two reasons. First of all, because eventually we would enter into the 3D realm and Puck wouldn't make sense anymore because he would have to be he <laughs> had to be like SpongeBob, right? He'd be mm-hmm. all flat and puck like. Yep. And there's even some games where he rolls around like a like a pinball. So that would mess up that entire gaming future right there. That would have been terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we went with Pac-Man. Plus, it made me learn some things like uh, Paku Paku, which is the uh, Japanese uh, word for the motion that is chewing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know, I'm, not a, don't, I'm not a Japanese expert. I have no language understanding. Just from what I read in the song that I watched on YouTube, mm-hmm. and the lady was doing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because that's because that's her going ah paku paku your food don't right don't and she says and she says pack pack paku pack pack like like she she doesn't say the you part so I'm assuming that that's not something they do but I'm not going to get into pronunciation because you know I'm no good at it yeah I understand yeah um but there was a there was a real beauty in its simplicity uh the game was basically you know pizza looking yellow thing with its mouth open and closing eating a bunch of dots these pissy ghosts they all had different personalities. If anything, my big impression at the time or back in the day when I was a kid was what made part part of what made this special was that the ghosts had different AI behaviors. Right. And that was unheard of at the time. No other game was really doing that. And so the fact that Blinky was a huge dick and was hard to kill (laughs) um, or was always chasing you, was always up your butt. Stinky, whatever the next one was, the blue one, he was always kind of doing okay. But, right. Uh, As uh, Butter know. and Garcia said, let's see, I uh, got all the patterns down up till the ninth key. I've got Speedy on my tail. I, I know it's, it's, uh, it's either him or me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's basically it. I, I learned everything I know about Pac-Man from, from that uh, From Pac-Man Buckner and Garcia. Song. Hey, let me remind yeah. you what that may have sounded like without playing too much of it so I don't get in trouble with YouTube. You ready? Here it is. <laughs> Dude. I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm headed to the arcade. I played this tape. Over and over again, and it wasn't yes. the only song on there. They had all these arcade songs on there, but Pac-Man it was the Fever it was, the, it was the only song on there, Scott. It's the only one that mattered. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of them were so pretty bad. Matter. There was a Frogger game or Frogger song in there that was oh, really miserable. I forgot miserable. about that. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a bad yeah. song. It's not good. Don't it's go listen song. to it. So spare what am yourselves. I looking at right now? Because this Pac-Man that you're showing on screen right now is this going through Ghost. Yeah, it's um. I think he. May, I know there's some. I know there's some glitching you can do that will allow you to do that because I think it's like 99. Is it like 99 percent of the time um, when you collide with a ghost, you will die? But then there's one percent that it, you don't. Yeah, there's a I really think, rare yeah. chance that you'll do it. Everyone always assumed back then it was a glitch, and it kind right. of still sort of is, in my opinion. I don't know that they ever meant it to be this way, um, but I also think this guy is cheating because he just ran through blinking. <laughs> This guy is really cheating. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's supposed to. Oh my god, he's just running through him. Yeah, he's just running through. What kind of challenge him. is this? Yeah, it's, there's none. <laughs> he's just a turd. This guy's a turd. We don't like him at all. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So the game, you know, it was simple and it made sense and it was fun and you could play it a lot and it got harder and you know the harder it got, the more re- rewarding it was. And I never yeah. kill screened it, but I had the highest score of all my friends and that was great. Uh, I love that. What, what was your high? Do you remember your high? Oh, score? I have no idea. It was something in yeah, like yeah. a, 
You, you couldn't go over, th- what was it, 330 some odd thousand. Basically, there's 256, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's 3,333,360 points, which is a perfect score, which Billy Mitchell of Florida, remember that guy, yeah, uh, the King of Kong, uh, he did that. Uh, no, they took that uh, away from him. You don't have King of Kong anymore. You got ripped. Not not the King of Kong, but I think he still had that uh, that that record for 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 that. But of course, there's been other people who have gotten the perfect record as well. Uh, but he did it in like six hours. It's 256 stages, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I I always wonder how he did it. And then I learned some stuff this past week that there's uh, there's there's like uh, spots on the screen on Pac Man that you can just park him at. You can park Pac Man. I'm yeah. like, what? You can totally park Pac Man. Yeah. I, forgot I never what those parked were. Pac-Man. I never parked him, but I and but I remember hearing that you could, and then trying it once, and then thought, well, if I have to pee, this is a good thing to do. I'll just park him, yeah, and then I can go yeah. pee. So there is a corner <laughs> or two. <laughs> There's a corner or two where you can park him, but they're not. Right. You can't park him every level. You have to know which levels the parking space is okay. Was the right thing. and and. And like I, I did it right away. Like uh, I was just like, oh, okay. So to the to, so there's a there's a T that's right where you start it. There's that center T, uh, and if you go to the right side of that T, you can kind of park Pac-Man facing upward. And I stayed there for a pretty good while. Maybe I got lucky. There's different places that last longer. Mm-hmm. I did not know this at all though, but that blew my mind. And at first I was like, oh, that is cool because then you can take a break. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of a dick move because the <laughs> arcade owner, you know. You put your quarter in, yeah. you go park Pac-Man, you walk away. Yeah. <laughs> that machine is occupado. Yeah, it's occupado. You should, you should right. honor the park is what I'm saying. Right. Honor the park. I don't, I'm going to be. Yep. Don't nobody touch my Pac-Man. Nobody touch my Pac-Man. Right back. I hardly see Pac-Man is parked. Don't touch him. Right. If I come back and my Pac-Man is dead, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a problem. Now, I got... You know, and okay. The other thing I was going to say about this era is, as much as you know, the iconic visuals, the ghosts, them following you around with their eyeballs, you eating them, their eyeballs going back for cover. You know, all those things are interesting, but really, it's kind of this stuff that stays with me. If I can find it right here, like that sound, that sound, like just that sound of stuff going on in that game, swallowing fruit. Oh, the fruit. Oh, can you feel it? Oh, and eventually, yeah. This game, to me, perfected gaming psychology. And I didn't, I didn't really understand that until this week. But this game has all the hallmarks of gambling games. It's constantly rewarding the player constantly with, with visual and audio cues mm-hmm. that just, you know, even though you're not you're even though you're not winning, you know, you can't you can't win Pac-Man really. You can go to a kill screen. You feel like you can win, mm-hmm. and so you keep playing. And uh, like I said, the constant, the, the beeping and the booping is just is so satisfying. It's a great they package. Now, really, here's the thing, too. Yeah. I would say it also represents games in a in a much broader sense. In that it was the first time we really got a mascot out of a video game. Yes. Up till then, what did we have? Not much that I can no. think of, uh, or that I could dig no. up. Like Pac-Man is your first kind of iconic quote-unquote character, even though he's basically just a chomping yeah. pizza pie thing. That's um, because most of our games up until this point were like uh, just vehicles, right? They weren't mm-hmm. like, they weren't alive. They were, you know, ships. Yeah. And, you know, you occasionally get the, yeah. You know, it was most a lot of shooting stuff and cars and and that kind of stuff. And this was the first time in a big major way mm-hmm. we saw something organic, essentially, alive, eating, you know, Food, 
Kind of, so, yeah. yeah. Like this, I, uh, I, that's I the other thing this more, game featured is like, oh, you're you're consuming the screen in a weird way. Like, right. That was I'm a, part of. I am part of this action. Yeah, there's something about that that's kind of a visceral. You know, a lot of games feature this now, but you just when you're breaking or removing things. I'm playing Shipbreaker right now, which is now out of early oh, access, and that game is all about getting rid of stuff. There's something about mm-hmm. getting rid of stuff on a game on a video game screen and then packing it away, no pun intended, and having it be gone. It's really satisfying. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. then you're like, well, maybe do that again. Is, it's harder this time. Right. Oh, shit, look how fast the ghosts are. Oh, shit, look, they turn uh, back to normal faster than they used to. This is crazy. Oh, my like, God. It's okay, though. You're there for it. You're in. It's I'm, fantastic. I'm usually lucky. I, I was usually lucky, you know, maybe gets... I, I I was usually lucky to get maybe like five or six extra men according to what arcade I was playing that and if the arcade owner upped the you know the value of the extra men and I would make it in maybe I don't know maybe maybe ten screens or so usually mm-hmm. is about as far as I usually could make it when I was really focused on winning Pac-Man and that's nowhere near the two fifty six but I'll tell you what I watched some people playing later stage stuff mm-hmm. and oh my god yeah. I mean when you know the 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 when you hit the power pill. Uh, you know, the, go- the ghosts turn blue early or the early screens, they stay blue forever. Yeah. But man, the further you get along, I was seeing a guy, he was eating pills and like, they were like flash blue. Yeah. That'd be just, then it'd be, all, be gone. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's scary. Now I would like to <laughs> remind everybody that it wasn't always peaches and cream with this particular early stage of Pac-Man. For oh, example, no. uh, I'll play a little video here. Maybe get some sound out of it. Um, Look at this horrible Atari Twenty Six Hundred game. Look how bad this is. This is terrible. Oh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna jump to the ports already. We're getting so, to this one because this one is nasty. Yeah. Here's some sound from it. Uh, whoops, here we go. That's the sound it makes when it eats. Oh, and by the way, when it eats, Dashes. not bars or not uh, dots, but bars, uh, yeah. because this thing couldn't handle much else. It's the worst port of this game ever made. It's garbage. Don't play you, it. You know, I I used to... F- okay. So I, I thought about this a lot this past week because that was one of the first things I thought of when you said Pac-Man. When, I said, when we said we're going to do Pac-Man, I'm like, oh, I love the arcade game. I played a lot of it. I didn't play the arcade necessarily. I've played so much of it really at gas stations, different places, just random places, Pac-Man games. And then I thought about the the thing that I felt most betrayed with, which was the Atari Pac-Man. I felt so betrayed <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But as I played it again this week, as I played again this week, I I lost all that betrayal because I knew what I was expecting. And actually, this game has some interesting things. You think so, it, do you? It it actually has some really interesting things. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And like, okay, so then I started thinking about what do I think about a port? You know, what what's my expectations on a port? I'm ready to be sold by this. So you go ahead and keep yeah. telling me this story because I want to hear. Right. Like after the, you know, once we got into the 16-bit era, we expected arcade port. Like by the time we got to the PlayStation, which we talked about last week, we were looking at arcade was perfect ports. Yeah. You know, what you saw at the arcade is what you saw at home. On the Atari VCS 2600, that wasn't so. They they couldn't do what the arcade was doing. So they had to reimagine things. So if your expectation was a arcade perfect port, you were going to be disappointed, which is what we all thought because you know why? Atari sold it. As as being perfect as you're gonna play Pac-Man, yep. just like oh, in the yeah. arcade. They were stoked to let us know home. that what we were getting was gonna be true blue Pac-Man, and what we got yeah. was this really stilted, <laughs> crappy thing. That, by the way, their version of Miss Pac-Man on the Atari 2600 is not bad. So I'm not convinced. It's not. 
Yeah, it's not bad. So so it's what's important to understand here is that, yeah, the guy who did this, the guy who, you know, took on the challenge of porting Pac-Man to yeah. Atari. Yeah, who do we have to blame? He actually, said, he actually said some he actually set some pretty neat things up. He made a ton of money, by the way. He made like I think he made like 10 cents per cart. So like every one of them that sold, and you know, there was millions and millions of of these sold. So he he got rich, right? Yeah. On a working 80 hours a week. For like a six months. That's how that's how long you had back in the day. Sure. You got six months to make an Atari port, do it, and be done with it. Mm. Uh, but you know, some of the things we got from this, those those ghosts on this screen is the first time we start referring to the ghost the monsters as ghosts because there were monsters before this. I thought they, they were phantoms ghosts. before, no? I thought they called them phantoms. Phantoms, maybe they, I think they were referred to as monsters. Oh. And so then when this came along, they actually described them as ghosts because they do have a transparency to them. They disappear, which is kind of annoying, but it's kind of cool when you go back and look at it. I, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Oh, you're looking at Pac-Man Jr. now. Yeah, right? look at it. I decided to put Pac-Man Jr. up just for the heck of it. Sorry, that, listeners at home. I realize every time I do this that Brian's going to go, oh, now we're looking at right. And you guys at home are going to go, what? He's looking at what? So, sorry. Yes, we're looking that at That is, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to say that I, with, with my, with my, New f- with my renewed eyes on the Pac-Man Atari, yeah, and knowing what Atari was was really capable of doing, I'm kind of impressed. I'm kind of impressed. I'm still pissed about <laughs> the lies that Atari gave me. Yeah, you know, yeah, that they they sold me this lie. Yeah, I'm mad about that. But the actual technology and the the feat that was accomplished in the game itself. It's not that bad. It's something to appreciate. I mean, appreciate. if this was your only experience with Pac-Man, sure, it's fine. It might be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for those people uh, who only <laughs> experienced it this way, but but it's fine. You know, it's fine. Now, when you hear this music, Brian, what do you think of? Check this out right here. Oh yeah! Now there's higher, a Pac-Man. That higher pitch. A miss Pac-Man. That higher pitch sound, which for some reason. Let me get to this part. (laughs) The sound effects of Miss Pac-Man will eat your face off. They're insane. Oh, they're so loud. But this was even more popular than Pac-Man. Dude, Miss Pac-Man is the the best Pac-Man game ever made. That's just it. It, That's the answer. Yeah. There's no other argument about this. Yeah. And it wasn't even Namco who made it. Nope. Which is why you never see it in their collections, which we'll get to later. But people are always like, man... What does Namco think they're doing selling a $20 Pac-Man Museum Plus and they don't include Miss Pac-Man, the greatest Pac-Man game ever the made? greatest Pac-Man game Well, there's an made. easy answer. They don't own the rights to it and they have to pay weird stuff to do it and they didn't feel like doing it. I mean, I kind of wish they yeah, would. They, they, they have every right to do it, but if they do, from what I've read, once again, I didn't dive deep into this part. There was so much Pac-Man to consume this week. It was, I feel like a Pac-Man myself. Uh, there's, they, they have to pay at games, which made some kind of deal at some point, uh, and, and got some part or some type of uh, residual income that they get from every Miss Pac-Man. So they just like throw a little fit and said, we ain't including it. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. It. You're still making the money. Yeah. You're still making the yeah, money. And you man. own that. I mean, you own the IP in a way. Like, yeah. it's, it's you a funky even, thing. You didn't even write the stupid game. It was GCC. Uh, in collaboration with Midway Games, mm-hmm. it, to uh, you know, to to put this add on board to make Pac Man even better, yeah, fix now, all the problems. Exactly, it's not just problem. I mean, there weren't really problems to fix in that game. 
it well, was, the, the, once you learn the patterns in the original Pac-Man, you could pretty much do anything. You're you right about that. It. Now, I like right. my personal experience was the version of Miss Pac-Man I enjoyed the most outside the arcade was the 1991 release on the Genesis. I really liked that oh, version yes. of the game. And part of the reason I liked it was because it in some ways did some new stuff with it, like just visually and stuff like that. But they kept the core gameplay dead on uh, and it plays really, really well. So if you have not played uh, that version of the game, that's the I really like that console version. It's very good. Yeah, that's one of the most important things when you look at the ports. For me, when I'm looking at ports of Pac-Man, the most important part to me is the speed. Yeah, it has to have the right speed. Yeah. And this one's got mold. It's got what is that? She's got like a flash hat on, mm-hmm. and she's like zipping around. What is happening right now? Well, you can I don't change. Remember this one. So there are settings that you could go change that made everything faster, or crazy, or whatever. It's a little bit like what the dip switches in the arcade would do. Oh, uh, and so the and the uh, don't forget that. the Atari. People forget this all the time. You forget about there's modes on the Atari twenty six hundred VCS. You could there's like a little mode button. And you could do all kinds of crazy things. So you could play different modes of Pac-Man too mm-hmm. uh, on the oh, yeah. 2600. Yeah, heck yeah. So that's that's one nice thing is about the home versions is they were often a little tweaked compared right. to what you were going to get in the in the arcade. But if you've got a Genesis or you're emulating Genesis games, uh, this is a very, very good version of that game. This SNES version is fine yeah. too, but there's a speed <laughs> advantage. As often was the case with Genesis games, they're just faster. Yeah. I, I love the speed lines that they've added to her bow. Because yeah. when she stopped, I, I could see I'm like, okay, that's her bow. But her speed, whenever she starts going after that initial uh, yeah. drawing of the, the sprite, yeah. she starts, she has this thing. And even when she stops, it's still on it. Yeah. The, the, she doesn't lose it. The it's speed still lines there. are still going. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little <laughs> stupid, to be honest. The thing the other yeah. game, this game did really well was introduce some variety in the form of four different board types. So instead of one yes. static board that just got harder and harder, which is what we got in Pac-Man uh, original, OG Pac-Man, original. Mm-hmm. this game featured uh, four boards, four different boards, yes. and uh, yes. color changes and other stuff that kind of kept things fresh. And that that established, I think, the standard for where Pac-Man would go from here when it came to the maze-based games, which, you know, right. they weren't going to do a ton more maze-based games, turns out, and we'll get to that in a minute. But when they did, this was what they kind of followed uh, as the standard. Yeah, Even yeah. And that's yeah, back that's, to Namco. That's Namco doing it again. Gosh dang yeah. it, just buy the rights and have it. <laughs> just have it yeah, and were, put it out. Oh, Namco, my gosh. Yeah, Namco, Namco had a hit with Pac-Man. And so they were working on a follow-up, a Pac-Man 2 of sorts. And while they were dragging their feet on getting that idea out, yeah, GCC, a bunch of MIT grads had a little arcade set up in uh, their little building, and they and they saw the the, the faults of the Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, put in a quarter and play forever. Once you learn the pattern, they started making Miss Pac-Man, and uh, went and went and met with Midway Games. Why yep. did they meet with Midway Games? Because they got sued by Atari. That's right. For doing essentially the same thing. Uh, what was it? What, what did they do it to? They they had just they had just done another game. They just got sued for this. I don't remember what that uh, one was for adding on. Yeah. Derivative yeah. works, people. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. This, but this was early <laughs> on where nobody was quite sure what the rules were, and they were just kind of doing it. Yeah. Missile Command. Missile Command. There it is. J.C. Ah, Calvin. Love confirmed. Missile Command. Mm. Yes. All right. Now, let's get a little weird. All right? Listen okay. To, listen I'm to, ready. Listen to this. Weirder, to, weirder than a uh, a puck wearing a bow. Okay. Yep. Weirder I'm than prepared. a puck wearing a bow. You got this. Right. 
you're hearing is the next in the family line baby pac-man listen to this part not pac-man jr baby pac-man do you hear that does that sound like it's not a video game but maybe a pinball machine that sounds like flippers that sounds like flippers this was a very odd thing they built a game that was combo uh video game and a pac-man game Essentially, it's just, you know, another Pac-Man kind of game and uh, features the baby, of course, and uh, and a pinball machine. So this thing had a big upright video game screen in the back and then down in front. It was a short table. It wasn't a very long table, um, but you had controls for the pinball portion of the game. And when you would do the pinball version of the game, it's it's because your your little Pac-Ball, your little Pac-Baby would come out the bottom of the screen or one of the exits, and that was an that corresponded with an exit on the pinball machine, and so the pinball right. machine would suddenly start chucking a ball around as if you were the Pac-Man ball, and you now are playing, you're playing freaking, uh, yeah. pinball, and then you go back once you go into the right hole again, you go back to playing uh, Pac-Man up on the big screen. <laughs> it is really effing weird, really it weird. It is so cool, and is it is this mini. Uh, pinball table because it's, it's short, right? It's like it's like a third or a half of a regular length of a pinball yeah, machine. It's short. And I have experienced this game back at Myrtle Beach. I don't remember <laughs> if I played it and how many times I played it, but I do remember being blown away by the idea of the pinball and the arcade together. It was such a weird thing because you you know usually. During that time, you would have one section of the arcade that had all the old dudes in it with the pinballs. Yeah, right. You would, yeah. and, and then you'd have all of us young folks playing the Pac-Man and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so I remember this thing blew my mind. I don't remember how long I played it, but if I remember correctly, it wasn't very long because I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> tricky. It's basically these it's um, tricky. It's tricky because you got these two slots that you have to put your ball in if you want to go up and do the video game part. But then you had a joystick yes. controller for that. I can't remember where the joystick was located um, by the I, flippers. I, I, is it in this? I, I want to say it's in the center, but I can't remember. Now we're looking at some video right now, uh, listener, uh, and <laughs> it looks like yeah. it, the, the, whoever's done this. I don't. Was this part of a, a later release? Because you're like, ooh, how do you emulate this? Because this is the first thing I thought about. I'm like, oh, how am I going to emulate Baby Pac-Man? I don't have a pinball machine. I have on no the idea. I feel like this is almost this. Digital? That is rendered. Whatever's at the bottom. So there's another Pac-Man pinball game. So electronic pinball is, you know, that's, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And so they've 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 created the lower half as a pinball machine, but it's electronic as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're playing this on, but I I want a touch. I want to feel. I yeah. want to do it. It's pretty neat. Um, now there's a full blown Pac-Man. Uh, I think it's just called Arcade. Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man pinball machine. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here I think, it is. I, I think you're right. Right here, it's uh, it's basically just a pinball machine. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no video game part aspect no, of it, except no. it's based on you know Pac Man and his and his nice wife Miss Pac Man, which doesn't right. make and sense. This is based shouldn't on she the be Mrs. Cart- Pac Man? Shouldn't she be cartoon? Mrs.? Right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is it based on the cartoon? I don't know. Yes, it's uh, the character design looks like from the cartoon. I could be incorrect, but I believe it is. Those ghosts definitely look like tell. the 
once from the cartoon. When did the cartoon happen? Ninety or eighty-one or two? Eighty-two, I believe, okay. was the cartoon. Same same year as this as this as this board. So it's possible they right. were they were crossing over. Although Miss Pac-Man down here at the bottom by the score, that's right. that's her classic. That, that's the original, item. right? And I'm seeing a couple of different Pac-Man in here. They're showing a bunch of different arts. Um, the uh, so it could possibly be that too, because you know, baby Pac-Man and Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man and Pac-Man were all kind of already established uh, in Miss Pac-Man. All were, those, all those characters. Were they married? Cutscenes. Were they supposed to be married? Uh, yes, go? they were, because uh, that's that was part of the thing they went from uh, was they would start with Miss Pac-Man mm-hmm. and then Miss Mrs. Pac-Man and then they went with Ms. Pac-Man, which I think can imply that she's married, right? The Microsoft Pac-Man is what that stands for. MS Pac-Man. Right, the MS Pac-Man. Now, I don't know if uh, this is going to piss anyone off. <laughs> I There's a Pac-Man game I hate. All right. Okay, I'm going to play sound from it. You tell me what you think it is. Oh, oh yeah, that's Super Pac-Man. Yeah, this... That's got to be Super Pac-Man. Is Super Pac-Man, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And Super Pac-Man sucks. Um, Super Pac-Man does suck, and it shows you really that Namco it. was going in the wrong direction, and they deserve to have their lunch at by Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Like Super Pac-Man had some new ideas, but honestly, they were ideas they stole from a game that was ripping them off. They stole this yeah. locked away business from Lock and Chase, which was already yeah. kind of a bad Pac-Man ripoff. Yeah, and. They had this thing where you and could, you had to eat the keys to open the doors to go get the shit. He's about to die here. Why did he go in there? Oh my gosh. All right. And, anyway. And they, they took I, away one of the most addicting parts of Pac-Man, which is, which is the, the chore part, which is actually clearing the whole screen. Most of the screen is blank. And then you've got gated areas. Like you said, you have to pick keys up to eat fruit. Yep. And I'm like, fruit's supposed to be. A smaller part, and the dots are supposed to be the bigger part. And I didn't like. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I'm like just it. not. It's just not as fun. It's slower. It's just a weird yeah. attempt. And for those at home without any visual here, maybe go look this game up if if you're curious. Um, the best way I can describe it is less exciting it, stages. It looks, yeah. uh, ugly. The way that stuff just lays out is ugly. It's, it also just feels sparse. like a hacked. It feels like a hacked ROM to me. It always it does. does. So. If you remember, if so, visualize how Pac-Man looks in your mind. Okay, it is rich and full, over, just brimming with all kinds of dots and graphics. Imagine taking away all the dots on the original Pac-Man board and then putting in some closed-in areas with fruit. Then yeah. that's pretty much what this is. This it's is just, it's too just bad. In my it's just bad. It's not a good game. I, I'm I'm not a fan of it at all, and I kind of hate it. Um, I do, however. Wish I had one of these. I'm going to play an ad for you that aired in Europe. I don't know if it ever even came here because I don't remember seeing it. But check this out. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Introducing Pac-Man, a new board game from MB Games. You control your Pac-Man as it gobbles up marbles and piles up the points. But watch out for the ghosts. You can move it in or out of the maze or back in as long as you. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And the one who gobbles up most wins. And look out for Frogger, Donkey Kong, Zaxxon, Berserk, and Defender. And, of course, Pac-Man from MB Games. The one we were talking about first, don't forget Pac-Man. Um, he sounds like he sounds like Stewie from Family Guy, which I know <laughs> is just them trying to do kind of a fancy accent anyway. But, man, he sounds like 
what that was based on. Yeah. That's what I got here, Scott. You may look that I have a board what? game. I never had the board what? game you're describing. What? But uh, this is Pac-Man, the board game. I picked this up on Amazon a while back, uh, and it's you know it's decorated with all the cool Pac-Man stuff, and uh, it's pretty neat. Me and uh, Ethan, we played this. He loves board Just the games. The Buffalo Games one. Is that the maker? Uh, no. Th- uh, what was this one? This was not the. Bu- yeah, it is the Buffalo Games. You're okay, right. That's the, the one games. that that's the one people really like. There's that's a newer yeah. thing. Newer than the um, yeah the one I played. Yeah. The, oh, this is this is very recent, and mm. it's is very cool. Comes with a little a little Pac-Man little piece and when you jump he makes a little pack noise and uh you got the little ghost their little plastic shell ghost and uh and you basically have pegs on the board and as you as you go across the board you smash the pegs into the board to represent them being uh being eaten yeah. uh, and you play it all with like a dice and cards it'll tell you how many places you move on the board, sure, uh, but it's it's pretty cool. It's 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 not bad. It's a really short game, though. Yeah, well, it's, it's I'm really sure it's short. meant to be. Rounds you know, are short. I just like the look of it. I think it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, the that's pack- why I got it because I basically put it. I put it on the shelf, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume this works like turn-based Pac-Man. Correct. <laughs> okay. Correct. So one person plays. If you're pl- playing two-player, which is how I played it, uh, one person plays the ghost. You can play it to five players, of course. One person can be the Pac-Man, and then four people can be the ghost. But if you're playing two players, I think you play, you take turns back and forth. Uh, one person controls the ghost and the other person controls uh, the Pac-Man. And when you you, you roll uh, and then you draw cards and then the cards tell you uh, 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 how many moves the uh, the ghost move and you move in whatever direction you want to based on the dice mm. number. And the dice number um, is kind of what it does. It ends up turning it into kind of a tactical game. So if the, uh, right. the blue ghost or uh, what's his name? Not Clyde. What's his name? Blinky, stinky, oh, yeah, blink, stinky, pinky, stinky, blinky, and R- Reiki, Clyde, yeah, whatever. Um, Reiki, <laughs> Reiki, Reiki, the ghost. Uh, if he has five five spaces he can move, you got to be smart. You're like, well, all right, I can you go up yeah. to the left or down to the right or I can go because yeah. you're thinking ahead about where that Pac Man's going to have to go. You got him kind of cornered. Yeah. Then the ghost can do a little bit of coordination there. Like it's a pretty cool concept. It it goes fast i'm yeah. telling you because uh you you think you're gonna do really well and then all of a sudden it's like well that was over next now the other person gets to play as pac-man you know we forgot to mention um in our very first inaugural episode of play retro and we talked about joust we forgot to mention there's a joust video or a joust board game board game i did not know yeah that. and i played it at a at one of our tms mashup or tms uh, meetups in um in las vegas hmm. first time i'd ever played it that is the weirdest effing experience i ever had <laughs> Because they actually have it. This board game has rules about how, you know how in Joust, when you hit the buttons, you create lift, right? Like, yes, yes, you're flapping and getting lift and there's ways to roll for different kinds of lift. And it's very weird. They broke everything about Joust down into, into like turns. It's the weirdest thing. That is weird. So each, yeah. Oh my goodness. So you're like micro controlling even the lift and stuff. That Mm -hmm. is very odd. Very odd indeed. That is odd. Yeah. Recommended, though, if you get a chance to play it. I don't know that I would play it more than the one time I played it, because it just once you do it, you're like, <laughs> man. Kind of, that's kind of how this Pac-Man game is. It's like, it's really cool to introduce people to it, and they sit down, you all play it, and then the next time they come over, you go, hey, y'all want to play Pac-Man? Eh. Yeah, not really. <laughs> do you have real Pac-Man? No? Okay. Yeah, Maybe. Uh, now let's move on to a game called Pac-Man and Pal, or Pac-Man and Chomp Chomp. 
Um, it was Which Chomp is Chomp. just just a just a freaking reskin Super Pac Man. Yeah, but yeah. this time you got a pal. Yeah, you got a pal this time. And instead of and instead of keys, you got cards. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> and if you lived in North America, you never saw it yeah, because it's only released it. to Japan and Europe. Uh, yep. And it was uh, one was uh, Pack and Pal. Uh, in reference to the fact that you do have a pal who goes along with you. I think her name is Mill. Uh, and then she, they changed Mill to uh, the Chomp Chomp character, which is from the Pac-Man cartoon. Uh, that would be Pac-Man's and Pac-Family's dog. Yeah. And now, so, before yeah. you get feel too harshly, listener, toward their inability to kind of follow up, you know, like the, these are right. strange games with not a lot of, they feel weird. Like, why did they do it this way? I want to give them a little bit of leeway here because we are talking about an era and time where this hasn't been done before. We did, we don't yeah, know how yeah. to take oh a very popular thing like Pokemon or you know think of a million other uh, very popular either game or other other kind of uh, pop culture origins of content and right. know how to handle those, follow up with them, do sequels properly, do prequels properly. Like it's tricky business, hard to navigate. This is so early on, no one knows how to do it yet. So this is you. them trying to figure Namco, it out. I'm going to give Namco some credit because they took because they could have done the easy way. The easy way was what GCC did, which was take Pac-Man and improve it one step. Uh, they decided to go, we're going to go back to the core idea, which is the core idea of Pac-Man was originally to make it appeal to women and couples and, you know, in in kids basically because everything else was violent and shooters that's what the creator wanted he wanted to he he wanted something that was going to be eh, you know a little bit uh get everybody in the arcade yep. playing so i i uh what's his name tori i watanai uh you how you say it i can't something I like that. anyway the father of pac-man yeah. that was his vision his vision was to create something that would appeal like that and so they did he, he, this is this is a continuation of that original vision but I think the vision had already kind of played its course. If Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I get direction. you. In this direction, in this you're direction. right. Now, they really changed directions at one point, and they did this. Starting to get good again. Yeah, starting to get good again. This is a very different take, though. So in the wake of side-scrollers like Mario Brothers and other things that were happening at the time, Namco's like, well, what about us? Can we do one of these? And the answer was, sure, call it Pac-Land. And have right. Pac-Man give him legs, uh, make it so he can get a helmet from a secret place that's really hard to notice. <laughs> um, have a ghost flying all around him, trying to kill him all the time, and have him go left to right uh, and do cool shit like a platformer should. And that's what they did. Now, we I actually thought, and this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I've read this correctly in my research, this was before Super Mario brothers well mario brothers so not mario brothers but super yes before the platforming we're thinking of yeah yeah the side scrolling stuff this would have been what year uh this was right before this actually influenced the other way around the ghosts fly in the air and drop tiny ghosts on you just like they do in the super mario Bros. nes version let me see hold on there's a and timeline for this miyamoto said that he was inspired by this game to make the sky like that and uh, that that blue color so that blue color is just like super mario bros yeah that's true 
yeah, I didn't know that was the genesis of that. That's that's super interesting. I didn't know it either. I thought it, it blew my mind. And I'm like, wait, I need to go back and make sure that I get the facts straight. But that's the interviews I read and everything and the timelines I was reading. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right, but I guess maybe it is. So then I'm like, then, then I'm like really impressed. Then I'm like, Pac-Lan was trailing some new ground, man. It was, yeah. it was, it was being spit back out because we had went from arcade. It got spit out to Saturday morning cartoons. And then it got that car- Saturday morning cartoon went back to the, uh, to the arcade. And right now we're watching fairies pop up. That's right. Yeah. Pac-Man in Pac-Land, his mission is to get from the left side all the way to the right side. And what he does is he carries fairies in his hat. Yeah. And yep. he draws them off at the end. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a what, weird game listen, mechanic. That's what, but okay. Pac-Man's got his ways. Uh, you also <laughs> go backwards and, and scroll right to left again, which always threw me off. Um, yeah. But, but, We're doing uh, things that this is like years and years ahead, which is fun. Arcade usually does that. And this is like just, I, I couldn't believe it. I I knew the game. I thought it was just a ripoff. Yeah. Is what I thought. No, and it was early. I get it backwards. It was early. 1984 is a big one, and it has. I just looked it up. It has the. Re- There's the there, dog and cat. There are other. <laughs> there are other There's game. Chomp, chomp. There are other games that came before it that were side scrollers, but they were mostly action games, beat 'em ups, right? Uh, whatever. But if you're looking at scrolling platformers, this holds the uh, the title as yeah. the first. And uh, the first. Nintendo would be a year later with Super Mario Brothers, which would. From then, or yeah, Super Mario Bros., which would then end up being kind of the standard moving forward. Um, yeah, yeah. But they re- they know. they really did solidify everything. But the, all the DNA right here, man. Yeah, I loved it. I put quarters yeah. into this game. It was great. I'm going back. I I never played it at the arcade. I never. I I've only done it through emulation. Um, but it is on my list of I want to complete now. I want to go from start to end and save all the dang fairies in Packland. That's right. Now. There's two games that are basically the same, Pac-Mania and Pac <laughs> Pac Panic. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, Pac-Mania is different. No, no. Yeah, Pac-Mania Pac- is different. Pac-Mania never mind. I'm thinking yeah. of the other two. Let's talk about Pac-Mania first. So Pac-Mania is this. Um, what do you call this? It's so weird. It's like, hey, we're not quite in the 3D era yet, but we want it to kind of look yeah. like we are. So we're gonna do a three-quarter uh, sprite-based version of Pac-Man, and we're gonna put that on arcades and. It'll basically just be Pac-Man, but slightly right. 3D. And uh, and I remember <laughs> this thinking, was, this looks so cool when I first saw it. I was like, oh, oh, and you could jump. I forgot. You have a jump sick. mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. It is sick. And I mean that in the best way possible. I I had seen this game on. Oh, I'll show you what I have it on. Uh, I had seen this game, but I hadn't really played it. Um, and it is called Pac-Mania. And it's 1987 at the arcade, almost, uh, what is that, like almost 10 years before the, you know, the Nintendo 64 comes out or PlayStation, getting close to it. And this is 3D, man. Right, 87. And you're, I, you're nine, you're, yeah. you're 10 years away from PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, this is blowing my mind. You can jump too. It is just, it is fantastic looking. Now it moves a lot slower. Than your regular Pac-Man, yeah. It's probably because of rendering. You know, I'm sure it's, it's, it's hard to render all this. You know, however this is being rendered. Yeah. I always wondered. It. I always wondered about that because. But it, it looks fantastic, and I actually played it uh, before I played it here. I had I have this Pocket Player um, Pac-Man, 
And uh, it is freaking sweet. I think I picked this either at Walmart or Walgreens or something a couple of years back. Yeah. And man, this thing, it plays fantastic. It is a beast and it feels good. It has Pac-Man, Pac-Panic, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about next, and Pac-Mania. By the way, Pac-Mania was the name of the first episode of Pac-Man, the cartoon. The cartoon, the bad oh, cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. The bad cartoon. So have we, have we talked that, about how bad that cartoon, cartoon is? Again. We should probably talk about that. It's a bad cartoon. It's bad. It's not a bad cartoon. No, it's bad. It it's is terrible. No, <laughs> it is a cartoon of its time. Yeah. And uh, it bad was time. it was trying to it was a Hanna Barbera cartoon, and they were basically using all the same stuff they'd used from the Flintstones and the Jetsons, which were primetime cartoons that were now moving into Saturday morning TV. Uh, they even have the cars and stuff in Pac-Land. Everything's round, roundish. Good thing it wasn't puckish. Uh, and, you know, the, the cars bubble around and go... And they're, they're fighting against uh, the ghost monsters, is what they're called, uh, in the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and he's headed up by a weird villain that I have never seen anywhere else. And I actually posted on Twitter. I asked if, if people to name this villain. I'm curious. I didn't ever check back to see if anybody named it without doing a reverse image search. Um, oh, Bob. Nope. McDonald's shake machine repair, man. Nope. That's not it. Nope. That uh, isn't Mesmeron. It. Bill Mesmeron. run, jump, stop did get Mesmeron. So there you go. So that's what his name. He was a weirdo, but yeah. he guided all the ghosts. And these cartoons, the, the cartoon ghosts, they all had built in hats. That they always all annoyed had hats. me. It always annoyed they me. They were. Yeah. And they, the hats were the same color as the ghost. And they even had, they had five ghosts. So they included Sue from Miss Pac-Man. So we didn't get rid of Clyde. We added Clyde and Sue. Yeah, Sue's And by in there. the way, <laughs> Pinky's voice is pretty hilarious because he's like, you know, I would have thought they would have had like a, you know, it's Pink. I was soon you've been kind of effeminate. No, he's like this, he's like this real <laughs> dorky, just, dorky, um, dorky man. He's yeah, like he's really, a dorky man. He's kind of, yeah, he's a dorky man. And so I don't like Sue much because Sue is just basically they're like, hey, what if she was a what if she was kind of a sexy ghost with this right. always talking to yeah. you know, hey, hey, Pac Man, and she's got uh, she's got the sexy you know ghost ghost eyes and stuff. This is a bad uh, cartoon. Gosh dang it! It's, it's bad. not a bad cartoon. It's oh. a cartoon of his time. It would it would stand up and was the most popular cartoon. When it was released in yeah. 1982, fall I mean, you couldn't stop. It was the most you couldn't cartoon. stop Pac-Man at the time. There was no stopping it. You, you could not. No, it was great. But and the chairman's not wrong. It is very Smurfy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of that Smurf era kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. The jokes are very Smurfy. It's a uh, <laughs> everything's everything's Pac-Land, Pac. You know, this Pac, that Pac car. And the, I, but I liked it. You know, the family they have the they have the cat and the dog, and the cats and dogs are always got like this background humor going on, or doing kind of a Tom and Jerry thing. But like I said, it's it's a product of his time. It's not a bad cartoon. They 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 put the effort into it. They were putting out what was already there with Hanna Barbera. That's true. That's true. Style. Now let's talk about Pack Panic for a second. Yeah, this is a little bit weird. So it was a excuse me a Tetris tra- tra- a craze. And everybody wanted a piece of it. Yes. So what did you do? You took whatever your popular thing was and you figured out a twist on the Tetris concept. And then you made, that's the game you made. And theirs was called Pack Panic, although later it would also be called Pack Attack. Uh, the SNES yes. version uh, is called they, Pack Attack. I think did, also did, did they get away with the Pack Attack? And I think they, oh, so I guess they did. I thought they couldn't, they were originally going to name it something like Pack Tetris or 
Pactress. <laughs> I wouldn't surpri- that wouldn't surprise me. They were probably trying to capitalize yeah. on the name as much as they were the gameplay, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it's yeah. actually an okay uh, one of these. It's fun. You The way it works is you drop these gold bars and attached to these gold bars or bits of bars are ghosts. And the ghosts uh, then land. And when a Pac-Man comes out, especially in the puzzle mode, uh, mm-hmm. all the ghosts turn blue. And wherever you drop Pac-Man, his job is to go and eat as many of those ghosts as possible. Uh, he also dies at the end, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. But he only he only can go down, right? So, I mean, I, I kept trying to figure I was not good at this. I played this this week, and I was not good. I couldn't figure out how to get him landed in a good spot to actually eat all the ghosts. He would always, like, eat two ghosts and then die. Well, he'll go down. Da- so he goes down, but he also go left and right. Um, so what your your goal would be is to say, all right, well, you where is he Do you control that at all, or is it just where you land it? No, goes? it's where you land it. So if you... Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way of explaining this. Do you remember Choo Choo Rocket? Do you play that at all? There's a little I bit did. of that going on. Right. Uh, a little bit of Choo Choo Rocket. And uh, it's it's a good game. Now, my... I don't think anyone has ever asked me that I played Choo Choo Rocket. That's the reason why it made me laugh. <laughs> Dude, I don't Choo think anyone's Rocket's ever said, Brian, awesome. you ever played Choo Choo? Yeah, yeah. Choo Choo Rocket is awesome. You should play Choo Choo it Rocket. Is. Yeah, it's great. I love Choo Choo Rocket. Huge fan. I've never had an adult conversation where someone has asked me that, though. Where they, where they said, have you played Choo Choo Rocket? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, sad to yeah. hear that because it's really yeah. awesome. So watch it how this awesome. one goes. Blah, 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 and it goes all the way down. Okay, this is the NES version. SNES NES. Not SNES NES. Super NES uh, <laughs> version in 1993. <laughs> so this is 10 years later. Or no, same year. I'm sorry. I take yeah, it back. Same, same year. year as the arcade version. Yeah, right, they both came out at the same time. One was the arcade and one was at the... No, they were both... I, don't I can't remember. remember. I think they're the same year. But anyway, here's here's some sound of yeah. that. All right, some nice lounge music at the beginning. Boy, this is so video game early '90s, isn't it? It is. I love they keep putting different art. From yeah. the Pac-Man games, did some of some of the cartoons, some of this from you know some of the cabinet art. Yeah, Love you're it. not wrong. It's, they they like good. to mix it up, and at this point, uh, there'd been enough time had passed. I mean, it's weird to think it was only what eleven years since Pac-Man launched, and then this, yeah, just eleven this years, right? That's weird. Games, games, de- and its development are it's so rapid in retrospect. It's so freaking yeah. fast. And the difference I mean, between 1985 and 1995 is like a billion right. years difference on everything. And and the market itself is so volatile because, I mean, from 1980, when Pac-Man entered the scene and basically helped blow up the arcades, by the time 1983 was here, it was all imploding. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's so fast. Yeah. Three years, man. It's fast and there's nothing wrong with it. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about my favorite weird offshoot. Now, I'm not going to, when I say my favorite weird offshoot, let's say everything up to 2005. In that era, what's my favorite of the weird Pac-Man that mm. is not Miss Pac-Man? Because that's just a classic and amazing and will never be it's any classic. better. Uh, it. It's this. And I'll play the GBA version, and then I'll play a little bit from the PSP arrangement. Okay? So this is Pac-Man arrangement, which sounds like a deal he had to make with Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> I don't want to get any further into it than that. But anyway, here it is. This is GBA. Um, let me see. Let me find the right one here. So show the chat. It's taking forever. 
listen to the PSP version. I love it, but it is. That is rock and roll, my friend. That is awesome. It is a very, very cool take on Pac-Man. The PSP version is a lot more tight visually. The GBA one is super pixely and, you know, like, because that thing was, that's what that console did. Um, But it is, I don't know how to even explain the game. It's like everything I love about Pac-Man mixed with things I liked about Miss Pac-Man, mixed with other weird ideas of their own. Uh, There's a dash mechanic. There's a boss fight in the game. Uh, like here's one right here we're watching on video you got a freaking boss fight blinky who's just you know uber dick um <laughs> finally blinky is big like we it was all the way back in super pac-man when we saw super pac-man where he was giant on screen yep. and now we've got we've got giant ghosts yep it's a it was a really creative cool game i think arrangement is all uh, not only often overlooked i think a lot of people just plain don't know about it um but I, if you can I get your hands on it it's fantastic so good i had I had played it, but I had forgotten about it, like you had said. And I think maybe just hit me at the wrong time. But, yeah, going back, I absolutely agree. It's one of the best Pac-Man games I've ever played. It's yep. colorful. Yep. It has all the things about Pac-Man that you loved. It is uh, top-down, kind of isometric, like you said. And, you know, it's, it's 3D. And it just it just looks good. It sounds good. Uh, and I, it does all these cool flashing effects with the mm-hmm. dots on some of the stages. And mm-hmm. there's so many. There's such a variety of stages. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. A Pac- Pac-Man Range was amazing. It started out in the arcade. It was part of uh, something called um, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, the Namco Classic Collection Volume Two, which had six games on it: three originals and three arrangements, which were basically reimaginings of the original. Had Pac-Man Original, Pac-Man Arrangement, had Rally X Arrangement, and it had um, Dig Dug, yeah. and also Arrangement. If you've never played any of those arrangements games, those are pretty cool too. But the Pac-Man Arrangement's the best. Like right now, what you're showing on the screen, imagine Pac-Man, isometric view, and it's really colorful. And you can hit these, uh, you can hit these these spots that like make you zip across the screen, kind of like a race game, yeah. or like like a Mario game, like when you're playing carts and stuff, and you hit yeah, like an arrow, dashing. you go flying. It's basically through. a dash mechanic, which is just crazy. It's a dash mechanic. Uh, yeah. It's uh, also it's also just got this kind of a chaotic way of showing the dots. The dots are floating in kind of a pseudo 3D, yes. so there's a little bit of Pac-Mania in here. Um, it's just an odd, awesome, rad game. And if you haven't yeah. played it, highly recommend playing it. It's available, you know, in a very few places. The PSP version is probably my favorite. And I'm playing that on emulation right now. And I, pl- I probably played that the most this week when I was getting uh, ready well, for this. You, you could do you not do that if you got it uh, on the Xbox Game Pass, which is uh, the the new Museum Plus that we've been talking about. Oh, yeah, that's on um, there. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's this not that on, version, this, though. This the PSP there. version's different. Uh, it's it's like super yeah. slick, tightened yeah. up everything. We got to tighten up the graphics on level three. I mean, it's that kind of <laughs> it's that kind of game. <laughs> It's widescreen. It's a much, I think it's a better version of, of the whole thing. Um, some would say you lose yeah. some of the charm yeah. of this chunky 16 bit style. And I understand that, but you know, for me, for no, my I, money, the PSP version yeah. was the one I liked the most. So it's very, good. I like, I like it. And uh, yeah, you can, like you said, emulation, or you can, if you got the, uh, if you got the museum plus, I, that's how I played it mostly this week. I did, I did look in on the PSP version, but mostly that. Now, how do you feel about packing time? The Callisto Man um, uh, Namco combo deal. How do you feel about that game? Yeah, I I actually kind of like 
back in time. Uh, I was I had never seen it before until earlier last year. I just happened. I was I was doing some ROM testing, and uh, I I pulled this up, and I thought I've never seen this. This is kind of unique, and I've been meaning to go back and play it. It's really is side scrolling. It's a full on platformer. Yeah, it's a SNES platformer. Yeah. I don't think this was on Genesis. I know for sure it was on. SNES in Japan. I'm not sure it was even right. Here. the The SNES version is it's a re it's it's a reskin of another game. Um, oh, what was oh, the other I game? I didn't know that. It That's was a reskin crazy. of another game, and but this version, the SNES version, is a total re- engine rewrite, mm. uh, and it's a lot more colorful. And the SNES version is by far the superior, in my opinion, of of any of the pack and times. If you're looking for the emulation on that one. Uh, you should totally do that. I'm not sure which one they had. I think they had the SNES version on the Museum Plus. I think that's what they had. Yeah, that's the one I played the other day. Um, it's right. weird. It's a very weird game. I mean, it's, it's a it's a platformer. It's a three. It's a 2D side scrolling. Uh, you know, 16 bit era platformer. Char- but it's weird. The character design. I I actually like it. The character design reminds me very much of Kirby. And uh, but you're not you're not hoovering stuff up. But you do have you had the ability to punch. You had the ability to to swim and and uh, and equip back uh, equip Pac Man with with different abilities, uh, but once again, not Kirby style. You have to you have to you have to find the the the, the power ups and stuff. There's uh, a real chaos to it too, and it's partly because yeah. they give you this ability to to hook hook or what, what do you call hook. that? Um, yeah, the hook. You're right. That's what he's doing. He's no, he's uh, he's hooking it, everything. What's the word? It's a different word than that. Hook. Video game. No, it's hook. not hook. Damn it. It's he's, hook. He's hooking things. Uh, <laughs> sky hook. What is it? Satan Slurpee in chat room nailed it. Is furry? Is Fury of the Furries? Is the a game that is a, basically a reskin of? But I almost wouldn't say it's that. When you look at the SNES version, grapple. It that's so, it. Grapple. Grappling hook. That's what I meant. Grapple. grapple. Gosh <laughs> dang it! That was killing me to not know that word. Oh, well, he was killing you. Yeah, I should have seen you. It's killing you. Right. <laughs> um, all right, that game's weird, but here's the one you really want to get weirded out by. How about kind of a point-and-click adventure game? <laughs> or I could this call one, it po- This is the one that I hate the most. You're not a big fan, eh? I played this a little bit the other day, and you know what? I don't right. think it's that bad. It's just odd. Um, so it's nothing like normal Pac-Man, and it, it it's, it's a console point, being it's a forced point- to be point-and-click, which is weird point because point. you got to use a D-pad to freaking move it around the way you would a mouse or something. Um, but it's a point-click adventure game for yeah. Pac-Man, and he's it's fine. It's weird. It's a very <laughs> it's odd by game. point-and-click. You got a you got like a slingshot. You encounter. You're basically back in Pac-Land again. By the way, the earlier I didn't mention this that I did love about Pac-Land. You didn't use a joystick at the arcade. Now, if you emulate, you probably are going to use your D-pad. The arcade, you had buttons, and you had a left button and a right button and a mm-hmm. jump button, mm-hmm. and you could go faster and run faster if you uh, if you hit the the right or left button. Uh, and it was really unique that way, but but uh, but this with this point and click thing, man, it's weird. It's You're right. Really it's weird. like a, you have a cursor that you have to you have to move around the screen using your controller. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I should mention you're not clicking. You're shooting a, a slingshot, slingshot to hit things. Right. So yeah. if you want him to go somewhere, you got to like hit the doorknob on the door. Oh, okay, that opened the door. So now Pac-Man can walk through it. You don't actually control him. Yeah, he has no. shit all to do with you playing. He's just like. Uh, he's but the animations are kind of hilarious because if you if you have a series of unfortunate clicks, he will do some pretty hilarious things. Yeah, that is true. 
Yeah, um, it's, an interest, it's an interesting game. I didn't get very far, but I got far enough to, no. to know that they were trying to do something different. And I guess I appreciated it, that. I, I think so. Like, OK, so like if I was to sit down and go, OK, here's a here's a you know, here's five point and click games I want to play. I was a Pac-Man one here. That's cool. But when I've been playing Pac-Man <laughs> all week and all this many different forms and flavors, when I got to this one, I was like, oh, this is like the opposite of Pac-Man. Mm. Point and click is like. That's nothing like Pac-Man. Well, how do you feel about uh, jittery polygon running back and forth, full 3D PS1 Pac-Man? How's that sound to you? I actually love this. My friend had a PlayStation before I did, and he one of the first titles he had was this uh, was was this Pac-Man World for the PS1, and it blew my mind. And it was one of the reasons why I got a PlayStation. Mm. That's interesting. They had two and a three, but those were not as well as re- regarded. They they liked yeah, this first okay. one the best. First one was uh, a little shorter, to its credit, because I guess the other ones were a little over long. Never played them. I did play this one a bit uh, back in the day, and you know they're trying to Mario fi uh, Pac Man, yeah. give them a three D world to hang out in and do three D world shit, and it actually worked yeah. pretty good. This this I think this game deserves a remake. I'm going to put it out there now. This is the one I would I would play now. If you could make I it agree. look better, because this looks like garbage here, but I want to play right. this on, like, on a new one. Now, version. you know, there's there's some, there's some more recent 3D Pac-Man stuff. Was it the ghostly, uh, the whatever it is, the Pac-Man and the, the ghostly thing, the cartoon, and then the the, the game. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Oh, what the crap is the thing? Anyway, it's outside of our purview of of retro gaming. This is not, and I'm with you, it's, it's kind of even hit me even a little more weird because I'm like, oh, wow, so Pac, um, you know, Pac-Land kind of inspired you know the Mario franchise and now here we are in full circle and now Pac-Man is doing basically what in 64 Mario kind of did somewhat but more in a side scrolly fashion yeah, but it's a uh, little more side to side than Mario but it's still right. you know in a lot of ways I don't know I'm still kind of impressed that the engine was capable of doing this at all cuz that console Now was I'm not- starting to think that this this didn't come out before Mario 64 did it No 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 <laughs> No, this came. It'd be pretty close because the, you know the N sixty four. It was almost a year after the PlayStation no, One. This was ninety nine, and I got Mario okay, sixty four yeah, yeah. in like ninety seven, I think, or yeah, ninety six, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah. I thought this was ninety. Yeah, was it ninety nine? Yeah, you're right. It's ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely ninety nine. This yeah. would have been Matrix year. That's the year. That's yeah. all, for some reason I connect the Matrix and this game together, and I don't know why. Yeah, that's good. That's because it's all it's all happening at the same time, Scott. And we're all about to go PS2 at this stage. Like, this is a late yeah, we're release. Right. Yeah. yeah. Around the edge of PS2. Very much so. Um, all right. Final one I want to mention that's in the main line of Pac-Man games within the retro scope. And that would be Miss Pac-Man Maze Madness from 2000. Yes. Brian, what the hell's going on with this? And if they could get Finally. her now, if they could get her now, why can't they get her then? What's the problem? Get her well, all the like time. Right. Pac- if you like Pac-Man World, this isn't that far. I mean, it's more of an isometric uh, Miss Pac-Man. We finally get back to Miss Pac-Man. We get to, we get to do a little bit of it's mostly like I said, isometric Miss Pac-Man, and I dug it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember it's, it being uh, pretty puzzles. Neat. Pretty neat. It reminded me of a little bit of Bomberman for some reason. I think it's there. Just you the, go. That's probably a good comparison. Because yeah. you're still locked into this this view, and it's I don't know the, yeah. the way the creatures or the the stuff that's coming after you, which are a combination in this case. Like we're looking at video right now, and there's ghosts, but there's also this centipede looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Namco is, is always loved 
uh, crossing up the streams with the different you know franchises and stuff. Uh, and the, this is an Egyptian theme when you start out, and so you know she's uh, she's eating up the uh, ghosts who are now wearing uh, pharaoh hats. Yeah, because that's what you are. that's what you do. The stereotype of <laughs> that's Egypt. That's what you do. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's okay. Oh, it's a good yeah, game. that's right. You you talked to prof- is it, I think it's Professor Pac Man. Wasn't there like a Professor Pac Man trivia quiz thing? I think so. Namco is throwing everything at this. Yeah, it's a bit do much. You, do you remember that at all? The little the little prof- I think it was called Professor the Professor Pac-Man. guy. Oh like yeah, a little mustache, thing. little gray. Oh, there he is. In there mustache. Got yeah, glasses on. He's wearing a graduation cap perpetually, like he's graduating every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they really they really just didn't get it when they had <laughs> Professor Pac Man because no. it was like. <laughs> They popped that at the arcade, and, and everybody was like, "We don't want to play trivia at no, the arcade." I mean, I maybe, maybe at like a barcade where you're drinking, and you know, it's like you look over and maybe play a little bit. But yeah, yeah, it's not really my yeah. my thing. I'm not, not yeah, sad to say. Uh, whatever, uh, Miss Pac-Man will take you in any form. They'll bring you back in, which is rare. We'll take you in rare. We form. need Miss Pac-Man World. That's how you reboot this thing. Yeah, do that. Yeah, then you reboot okay. the world thing. You get a proper yeah. Miss Pac-Man game. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. That's a good idea. I like your heads at. Hey, do you have... Okay, so just to kind of finish a couple of things up here. Do you have a favorite rip-off Pac-Man game? Or game that was ripped off from Pac-Man? Because <laughs> there are tons of them. We've mentioned a couple there's, on the show. Yeah. There's so many, man. I, I usually try to avoid them because there's... I mean, why do you need to look any further than Pac-Man? Well, that's true. Like, and that's what I would say too. But you know, back then and even today, everybody wants to do a me too with everything. It's like, oh wait, you have a popular franchise. We're going to do one too. Now, before you mention this weird ripoff, I wouldn't mind missing. Okay, so you're going. That's fine. Um, Tell us about your weird ripoff. Now, I'm going to I'm going to pop back over to the uh, to the one that someone sent us that they loved. Okay, fair enough. Uh, The one I thought was good, even though I knew it was a ripoff the whole time. Uh, it's a game called Thief. Don't be confused with the proper like uh, Thief games that you know you know of as uh, like right. stealthing around shooting guys with arrows. That is not what this is. Uh, you're basically a little car, and you're riding. It looks around. like you took. Yeah, is this Rally X meets Pac Man. Kinda. It's basically that. There's power pellets. <laughs> it's money actually. So you eat these dollar bills, and then eventually you get the big yellow money, or the gold money symbol. And that makes yeah. it easy to go eat the other cars. And just like Pac-Man, some of the cars are better and smart, smarter drivers and everything. It's a pretty good one of those. What I liked about cool. it was the voice stuff in it. So check this out here real quick if I can get it going. I see the suspect turning into Delavan Drive. Request backup. 10-4 car one. All cars assist car one. Code three. What? Isn't that this weird? This is 1981. Dispatch. Leave it. The thief. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? That I love it. Yeah, it's pretty weird that that even exists. I love this. Yeah. So Thief, yeah. 1981, go check it out. A uh, couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, we played a little bit of Pac-Man Fever there. Weird Al did a version of a Beatles uh, song, the Tax Man song, but did it like this. goes on like that and starts going the pac-man right this kind of thing the pac-man yeah. tax man yeah which is pretty good and yeah. then there's this oh i already played that we talked oh this okay so we gotta play this it's one of my favorite things in the world 
This has nothing to do with retro because those two championship games, Championship 1 DX and Championship 2, amazing games. Championship 1 is included in the new museum collection. Two, Mm. they did not. I don't know why. They should have. Uh, Both amazing games, but they are totally new. Well, in the last 10 years, very new games, not in the retro scope. But this music is so good. This is the menu music for the first one. Listen to this. Oh my gosh, I just want to get up and move. Oh, Brian, I could listen to that, that all day. That is so good. And I have before. That and there is, are, there's a 10-hour version yeah. of that on YouTube if you want to go, <laughs> go look that up. No, I actually fired this up on uh, a Spotify, uh, and I, I listened to this a good bit today. Yeah, really the guy who did the, yeah. um, uh, did the music for it's really good. All right, tell right. me about this Glip thing. What is Glip? I'm, oh, I'm by the way, about- sorry, 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 real quick, Pac-Man Fever. The Buckner and Garcia reference. I just wanted right. to thank, uh, or no, the Weird Al reference, rather. I want to thank Wabbit Magic for that. That was him. So who pointed nice. that out? I had no idea that nice. thing even existed. Okay, sorry. Tell me about Glip. Right. So Glip on Lexor ABC 80 or the 800, as suggested by Andreas. We know Andreas. He's a great guy and a friend of this show. Uh, I'd never seen this one, but this was a Pac-Man clone of sorts. If you play that video, you'll see that it's something that I've never seen with a Pac-Man game. Usually when you look at a Pac-Man game, it is perfectly symmetrical. It's a maze game, so on the left-hand side is the same as the right-hand side. It's just merged together. Uh, in this Glip you know, for, for the Lexor ABC 80, it's, it's asymmetrical. Mm. Yeah, it and is. Weird. I kind of dig it it's black and white uh it's very chunky bits you know it's it's you know it's but there are dots it ain't dashes like in the atari right yeah there's no by Uh, the way i call bs on the atari problem i think they could have well i know it's bs because the miss pac-man version of atari uh, on the atari was fine yeah i don't know what their problem is this is dumb but but they uh, resolved it how'd you know if these ghosts were ready to be eaten was it a sound thing in this game i'm assuming it's a sound thing i did i didn't get a chance to emulate it but it i did like the like i said the, i i never thought about a pac-man that was not symmetrical because every you know board pac-man game the maze is always symmetrical i couldn't think of any that wasn't you know asymmetrical well, that was asymmetrical and i just thought that was a really unique way uh, to do that. It's pretty wild. 1978. Swedish yeah, Swedish built this, or it's a Swedish built computer, the Luxor ABC 80. Never even heard of it. 1978 had a Zilog mm. Z80 CPU, 16 kilobytes yeah. of RAM, and a 40 by 24 text mode. Whoa. Look out, I'm typing. Look out. I got some text to give you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed that. I always send those in. Uh, actually, uh, you know, Andres is a good good friend, but he contact me on uh, on the Discord. But you can always send playretroshow at gmail.com if you have something cool. If you know a topic we're about to discuss and you want to share something pre-show, do it. Yeah. Now, if you want to know where you can play most of these games that we talked about today, not all of them, Miss Pac-Man being one notable one, but all of these games are available now on this brand, brand new Pac-Man Museum Plus. This came out on Game Pass Day 1. So if you have Game Pass, you already have it. It'll be on your Xbox or your PC. Uh, if you rather get it on Steam or a Switch or I don't even I don't think it's even on PlayStation yet, but when it or maybe it is. I have to, I have to look. But uh, anyway, it's definitely on Switch. I'm not sure about PlayStation. Yeah, I know Switch for sure. I think the PlayStation version is not there yet. I could be wrong. But right. anyway, if you're looking for all of these that we talked about for the most part, plus a pretty cool overworld game where you get to kind of build out an arcade as you unlock new machines um, and other stuff like benches and drink machines and 
coin machines and just stuff to make your arcade yeah. look cool. Uh, it's pretty good. I'm happy with it. Yeah, with, with yeah. the with the notable exception of Miss um, Pac-Man not being there, it's actually a pretty good, solid uh, collection. And it includes which, Championship One DX, which is not right. really retro, but amazing and worth playing. Also, that weird arcade game. What's it called? Battle Ro- Pac-Man Battle Royale. Um, yeah, the battle. Yeah, Battle Royale, of some sort. I mean, yeah, it might be something like the that. Name. There's like uh, there's one called Two Fifty Six. Oh which yeah, is a real modern game. That endless, was pretty cool. Endless Runner. It's made by the people that made yeah. uh, Crossy Road, and which is really cool because yeah, it co- does the. It, so you you uh, you start out at the bottom and you make your way to the top, but you start your way at the bottom and it starts glitching out like it does when you're in the 256 screen of the original Pac Man. Yeah, and the, kind the of like, kill screen. It's yeah. like creeping up on yeah, you. Yeah, kill screen. It starts. It creeps up on you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's almost like a. Um, uh, what's it like? It's like uh, the I'm, mechanically, I would call it like. Uh, well, almost like a battle royale, like like Fortnite, yeah, like where the royale. circles, yeah, you know, creeping at you the whole time. Except in this case, you're just out running this kill screen, which just looks like right. corrupted data, you know, yeah, off in the distance. Pretty cool. It's very good. It's it's a surprisingly good little game. Anyway, all that stuff available on Museum Plus and very much worth getting. Um, game Game Pass is still having um, uh, latency problems with controller latency only on the I'm xbox sure really only the xbox the pc version's fine no yeah on the xbox correct correct yeah. only on the xbox apologies yes uh, yeah. only on the xbox uh the other works pretty darn good um i am a little disappointed though that the, uh, when you play the, the museum plus uh, you start out like a little arcade like you said you can unlock cabinets and different things you could decorate your area that's pretty cool but I don't like the fact that I have to play certain Pac-Man games before I can unlock other games. I'm like, I just want to play all the Pac-Man games. Don't make me play two rounds of a game that I really hate. Don't make me play two rounds of Super Pac-Man yeah. to unlock Pac-Man. Yeah, game here I don't love that either. Doing. I don't love that either. I wish they just let you have access to them all or gave you other reasons to play. Right. But the the it's not so bad because like it'll say, you know, I don't like Pac-Mania. Let's say I, I do like Pac-Mania, but let's say I don't. Uh, right. To unlock the next game I really want to get to, it'll say, well, you need to play two games of Pac-Mania. And what it really means Lame. is to start two games. You don't really have yeah. to do much. Well, some of them. And then others, I had to play through an entire level before it re- registered. And I'm like, you jerks, get out of here. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you just start it and you have to make so many achievements so you can unlock the other. I don't want to play that game. I played you. I paid you money. I paid you twenty dollars. Give me the game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Bayfell in the chat or Baylel in the chat wants to know what that Pac-Man music track was. I assume he's talking about this one here, which is right here. That game is uh, Championship Edition DX uh, menu DX. music. That doesn't have a title. I only know what it has as menu music. So if it has a title, I don't know what it is. You looked right. it up on and Spotify. What you? What was the title? Do you know? I, I just looked at Pac-Man Championship and it just okay. played all these. I think things. that's all you have now to this, do. Just look for menu. Yeah. yeah. This now this is the only way I play Pac-Man. Let me see what you got. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Little tiny little arcade. Arcade. Mm-hmm. Little arcade thin arcade Pac-Man. Look at that thing. It's so stupid. It's and it's like the old Mattel football. It's not even uh, you know, it's just it's just lit up LED lights as you go across. Let me see if I can get yeah, it right. It's not actual there. graphics yeah. at all. It's like a tiger. Yeah, it's not actual graphics at all, but it's fantastic, you know. It's, one of those oh, old targets. You, things. it's got a, it's got a color LCD screen. Yeah, fancy, <laughs> fancy. Uh, I couldn't. You wouldn't have. You'd have to pay me to play that. <laughs> and one last Pac-Man merchandise thing. I've been buying Pac-Man for years, and this is just a few of the things I've gotten in the last couple of years. Yeah. But this action figure that they have is, uh, is what is this? What's this stuff called? It's called S H uh, Figure Arts or something like that. Anyway, it is it is a really cool. Uh, 
Pac-Man, which you can adjust and you can change his little legs oh. and he'll run. Nice. Get a little ghost in there. Yeah. But it's a really attractive uh did a little cherry is come this, with it? Yeah. A little cherry set? A little cherry guy. Yeah. yeah. A little cherry guy. That's in there. cool. A little cherry. All right. I want yeah. one. I want that. I, I want, want that, that more than your freaking Tiger Direct bullcrap game. I'd take that over <laughs> that. <laughs> I freaking hate those things. I do too. Uh, They're so terrible. All right. Well, that's your that's your deep dive into all things Pac-Man. Of course, there's tons more. I know there's a bunch of mobile games. We didn't get into any of that stuff. Like the, the, there's a long history, and some of it wouldn't count as retro anyway, but uh, Pac-Man's a huge topic. If you've got your own thoughts, your feelings, whatever it is about Pac-Man, you loved it as a kid, you hated it, uh, you'd rather die than play Pac-Man, you'd rather do anything, or you'd rather play Pac-Man than anything else, whatever your stance is, send us your email, uh, playretroshow at gmail.com. Okay? We'd love do to it. hear from you. Now this. Destroy it. <laughs> Time for Brian and I to play Guess Our Game. That's right. We play audio from a game, and we try to guess what each other brought to the table today. Uh, Brian, uh, I'm going to start this week with a thing. I will give you two hints. Uh, Gotta year, give me two hints. The year is 1987. The platform is the Nintendo Entertainment System. And the only other hint I will give you to start with is this is a this is a developer who now is considered massive, but at the time hardly anyone knew about them. The okay. super massive games? Yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> but here's your here's your clue. I'm playing with some balloons or something. Nope, no balloons. Oh, there is a balloon later. There is actually a balloon in this game. That's a jump sound, I should tell you. Okay, my next hint is they're trying to nineteen. What? What year was this again? Nineteen eight, what? Eighty-seven. And I'll tell you, they're trying to they're trying to fake three D here. If that helps. Trying to fake three D. Uh, 1987. The developer was pretty small in 87, but ended up being a really big developer, you say? Yep. Huge developer. One of the biggest. I'll say Japanese developer if that helps. And they're huge today. It does not. <laughs> does not compute. Does not it compute. does not help. Well, I'll tell you. The game I can't is- really, I really don't know. What, I, don't, I don't, I, some of it sounds kind of familiar. So maybe I've heard a sequel of this game or something, but this particular one, I'm having no recall at all of this. Okay. I'll give you one final hint that may give it away. Maybe not. Um, it is, there was no sequel made, but it's a lot like a series of games Sega made called, make sure I don't give this away. Um, I think that would give it away. I can't tell you the name. Let's say there's a game Sega made that was popular in arcades and at home where you ran behind a guy while he shot things in front of him and jumped over gaps. (laughs) 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 All right, I'll tell you. That's called Space Harrier. Do you know what this is? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really played Space Harrier, but I am familiar with the series. So that would be related kind of to... Okay. um, If you saw this, you might go, oh, looks like... Primordial space har- harrier in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's that's a really good one. I, I don't know. You got me stumped. I, I am stumped, I'm Scott. Gonna, I'm going to stop your stumpage and tell you the game is uh, the 3D Battles of World Runner. 
The, th- the 3D Battles of World I've never Runner. even heard of this. I played this game back in the day. If you're wondering uh, what developer I was talking about, this was made by Square of all, of oh, all companies. Square? Yeah. So oh, this I don't, is, I've never even seen this game. I But you're right. It is Space Harrier as Harrier as, as it can be. Yep. You don't shoot, though. You just run. And no, you just run. You just got to avoid these little boggly boos. You got to jump over the, the gaps. You got to miss these pillars of fire. Uh, the levels get changed up after a while. It's it very difficult. I played, I don't know, three levels of this today and got my A handed to me in the end. Yeah. Um, I played it back then and I thought it was pretty cool at the time because, again, this is a, you know, it's faking three dimensions in a pretty pretty good yeah. way for an yeah. NES. Yeah. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. It's an NES uh, title? Oh, nice. It's yeah. weird that it's square. You know, these guys would soon it be is. known for all of their RPGs and now they're gigantic. They joined with Enix, which. Hey, was that Kirby? Oh, he is shooting. How's he shooting? I never got to this. Oh, this is later in the game. Oh, no, it's not fight. Kirby. But you're this little green dude, and you're doing your thing, and it's a good time. And yeah, he's like a little, uh, like a little chess board kind of checkerboard grid uh, running. If you ever played, like you said, Space Harrier, just that's like that. Pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. yeah. And this whole like you got to jump these big gaps, and the button, the jump button, the shorter you hold it, the shorter oh my the jumps. God. So you have to be like that looks that looks scary. Those I wouldn't even almost like I thought it was just gaps in the graphics. I thought it was glitching, but that's actually a hole, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll fall down that shit and die. <laughs> you fall down that shit and die, man. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, what is OK? Game, so I see Saturn in the background. I can understand that. And then you, then there's like these big poofy pink balls. In yeah, the air. I don't know these, what those things are. These turd things up in the sky. I don't know what those are. Yeah. Either. No idea. That's weird. And these weird flower-looking plant. Yeah, what and, is that? I don't know. It's like I'm, uh, I feel like the Lorax is about to come out, and, <laughs> you know, or yeah. something. That's weird. Pretty weird. Anyway, there's that game. Now let's move on to Brian's. Let's see if I can guess his game. Any? The year any? is 1993. Excellent year. Here we go. Genesis. I think this is the right file. Is this the right file? This is what you had. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a Genesis game? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Genesis game. I must have went back to the menu screen before I was recording. Um, I don't know what this is. I'm pretty sure you played this. Is this Toe Jam and Earl? Nope. Uh, but I will tell you this. Yeah, it's on the Sega Genesis Mini. Does that mean anything to you? Um, well, Toe Jam and Earl's on there. Yeah, but as people it. guess in Comic Zone, that ain't it. You're getting closer with that. Give me Sonic uh, Spinball. Give me, oh, who is? I didn't say Sonic Spinball. I know you didn't. Somebody in the chat room did. Oh, though. someone in the chat did. Um, I'm not looking at the chat. So let's see here. Uh. Give me another hint. I love it. I love this music, though. Give me another uh, hint. Sega Genesis. I've given you so many already. That's what do you the want same, from that's me, the man? Same three, you gave me three of the same hints. It's on uh, the Genesis. 1993 Sega Genesis on the Sega Mini. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, The Sonic Spinball's not too far wrong. You're, you know, kind of in the same area. It's, is it pinball of some kind? No. It's not Sonic Spinball, then. It's not Sonic. Or is it Sonic? No. Sonic in it? 
I don't remember if he could have made a cameo later on. I never got that far. I have no idea what this is. Oh, oh, this. oh, 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 stop. Wait. Okay, I know what it is. How about it was, I got it. It was ported to the Game Gear in 1993 and weirdly enough to the Master System in 1994. Why are you making anything for the Master System in 1994? Well, that's a good question, but I think I know what this is. This is Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. There you go. Is that it? Tetris-like. Oh, I used to love that game. I played this recently. That's why I was so familiar. Okay. When you said, the second time you said it was Sonic-related, but he maybe makes a cameo, that made me go, wait, what? Oh! Wait a minute. Okay. That's it. Well, one of us won this week, and one of us didn't. I'll let you at home guess guess who that was. Okay? Did you at home? Did you win? Yeah, did, did you, you did you win at home? The chat room oh, no, did no. get it. No, the they people in the chat room got it. Silver Wolf got it. They're smart. I mean, what are you going to do when you got yep, smart G. people around? They're super smart. Uh, quick email. Playretroshow at gmail.com is this email address that we use all the time. Carl from Idaho wrote in with a story. Carl. Yeah. You want to hear what Carl had to say? This is great. Tell me what you got, Carl. What happened? He says, uh, Scott's story about his wait until closing time at a game store to get a replacement for his burned out brand new PlayStation console reminded me of another launch store launch day experience that sticks in my memory. And here's a story. Almost nine years ago, while visiting family in Albuquerque, New Mexico for Thanksgiving, my children noticed an advertisement for GameStop's Black Friday sale. They called, uh, they called my attention to a deep discount on, on Game Boy Advance Zelda titles that were, uh, they were excited to play. So on the day after Thanksgiving, I got up early and stood in line outside a local GameStop. The store manager unlocked the front door for a few minutes early, invited us to come in from the cold, and counted us off. Uh, once I answered the store, I assume he means like head counted him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. counting one, two, three. Yeah, not, <laughs> not like, I'm just counting you people. Yeah, I'm counting you off. Um, when I entered the store, he pointed me, uh, at me and said, quote, you're number four. Behind me was a middle-aged mother and her very anxious preteen son who were assigned number five. A minute Uh-oh. later, he called out to the UPS driver who just arrived behind the store and said, how many Xbox 360s are in this morning's delivery? The driver walked in from the back, looking at the delivery manifest, and replied, four. As soon as I realized the situation (laughs) and noticed the disappointed faces on the shoppers behind me, I spoke up, no, no, I'm not here for a 360. I'm here for the Game Boy Advance Zelda cartridge, unquote. Then everyone in the store observed the look on the faces of the mom and her son as as their crestfallen frowns changed to hopeful relief as they realized they would be getting their Christmas gift after all. The lady looked me up. And whispered, looked me up and down and whispered, thanks. Nice. Carl from, I love this story. It's an amazing story. That's so nice. He says, P.S. As it turned out, the advertised Zelda game, not important, but it was for four swords in case you were wondering, wasn't available. <laughs> but after that moment, I didn't really mind. Ah, Who says Aww. gamers are the problem? Not me. Not me. Gamers are great. If you have a story like uh, like Carl's or anything remotely uh, interested in uh, things you want us to say or hear, <laughs> I can't. I want the opposite of Carl. I want to feel bad next week. Okay. Send me your most evil. I want to hear where uh, you know anti Carl Lark. Yeah, anti Carl Rack. Rack. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he comes in and goes. Well, I'm number four. Suck it. Suck it, number lady. Five. Yeah, second number five. <laughs> I got my shit. You're screwed. <laughs> If uh, if you have a story like that, send it in. Play retro show at yeah. gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And soon. All right. Our next uh, discussion, Brian, is going to be the retro have- mini episode. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I put two options in there, but you're going to go with the Retro Mini episode. That's fine by me. I love it. Sega just announced their new Mega Drive Mini 2. No word yet. We're going to be coming to North America, but hey, I don't mind importing something. I'm buying that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, yep. I will have that Mega 2. Uh, mega yeah. thing too, or they'll call it the Genesis two or whatever. But it's a it's yeah. the newer design of the Genesis, shrunk all down tiny, and it's got some Sega CD games included. Yes, because why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I'm all about you that. Have the, do you have the NES Mini? You have the NES Mini, right? I have the, I NES, the NES, I have the SNES Mini, Mini and I have the Genesis Mini. I have all those. And you got this. You got the C64. Oh, and the C64 Mini because Brian sent me yeah. a 60, C64 Mini as well. That's right. Yeah. I- I want to get the Amiga, and I would. I really hate that I missed out on the Turbo Graphics 16. Yeah, that uh, would have been cool. Mini, but uh, we have a we have enough that we. I think we can talk firsthand uh, about also, how to play you know, games. Right, and how much legs legs do we think this sort of thing has? Do they keep making these in right. the future, where suddenly we have GameCube minis with a bunch of GameCube games on them? Do we end up with a right. a PS2 mini at some point? Why did the PS1 classic mini thing suck so bad? Yeah, uh, things like that. We'll talk about it all. Is, uh, it, uh, when will the technology catch up that we can, like you said, get an N sixty or an Xbox three sixty mini? Yeah, or even hell, I'd take a give me a Dreamcast mini. I don't know, something like that. Dude, I would play a Dreamcast mini till my eyes fell out. I would do that. <laughs> I, would. I believe these are yours, sir. <laughs> <laughs> are these your eyeballs? Anyway, that's uh, next week. So we'll talk about it all and more about the the retro mini explosion that we're having right lately. And uh, what we think we should do about it, and whether you should buy any of these at all, or sometimes you can't even buy them. You better eBay some no. of that because they don't yeah, make. Good them luck anymore. with the NES Mini unless you get one of those knockoffs, and then you're going to be sad. Yeah. Also, we could talk a little bit about the hacking scene around them. You know, a lot of people yeah. coming up with ways to extend oh, yeah. the life of those things. They don't necessarily love the limited number of games included, or even the games they did include. So maybe add a few of your own. There's a little bit of that going and on. Maybe. And maybe I've already done that to my Sega Genesis, and maybe uh-huh. I've thought about doing it for the NES Mini, and maybe I'll do that this week on the stream sometime. Uh-huh. Maybe. A lot of maybes, but it seems like maybe. it's going to happen. So check that out. That's next week right here on Play Retro, the Retro Mini episode coming right at you next Monday, or Tuesday, rather. I guess yeah, the show's going to be about minis. It's not going to be mini at length. No. We're not going to talk about any um, Mini Coopers, though. No cars. No, talking about that. That's film sack. Yeah, screw yeah. that. <laughs> that is a film sack. Two weeks ago, go check that out. <laughs> uh, that is it. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our patrons. We had a bunch of new ones this month, and we love you all. Patreon.com/slash/PlayRetro is how you can support this show. Uh, even you know, throw a couple of bucks our way is all we're asking. It's not really that big a deal, and you get this great retro coverage every week, and it helps us, you know, live. We have to get live. more minis. Yeah, and yeah. get more minis. <laughs> Uh, playretroshow at gmail.com is that email address playretroshow on twitter as well uh, you can find us uh, frogpants.com slash playretro for all the details you may be missing today uh, show notes that kind of stuff so go check that out Brian streams all the time lots of retro games sometimes some of it's just retro work in general over at mm-hmm. Brian Dunaway on twitch you can find me playing various things including my current addiction which is V Rising over on my twitch channel twitch.tv slash frogpants I think that'll do it Brian, do you have anything super cool to say before we go? I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm headed to the arcade. Sweet. I'm all packed for the man. (laughs) I'm packed for the man.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, what fun it is to jump on Pac-Man every day.